All right. I thought the worship was amazing. And I really always kind of dread preaching when the worship's so good because I like, it's like, oh, Lord, I, nothing I can do now is going to be, the best is done. That's what I'm just telling The best of the service is over with, is, honestly, and then that. So, you know, I'm, that's why I got Marlon to say something after Joe said that. Like, who could say anything after that? <laughs> you know, nobody wants to follow that kind of talk, right? Yeah, but yes, Lord, we love you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. All right, I'm going to try to switch gears here. Help, Lord. Um, so if you remember, or and if you don't remember, it doesn't matter to me. That's between you and God. But last week I talked to you about bonus. Yeah, somebody remember that. Mm-hmm. And I told you there were like three, I gave you three uh, keys for bonus. Probably most people don't remember those keys, but I do. One was being filled with the Holy Spirit. All this comes right out of the book of, book of Acts. That's the first one. The second one was being with Jesus. Just, you know, being presence conscious in your life. Being conscious of God in your life. That's, and letting that be your lifestyle of, you know, conscious of Him. Conscious of, you know, what's going on around you in terms of Him. That's what it says in Acts 4.13. And they were marveled they had such boldness because they had been with Jesus. That's just beautiful. That's the most beautiful thing. And the third thing I told you came out of Hebrews 10, I think verse 35, is having boldness to enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. And that the Lord really wants to encourage us about the blood of Jesus, I think. So that was the first half of the message. So I'm going to finish, finish the message today. Amen. You know, because boldness, I want to talk to you about there's another part of boldness in, uh, in the second part of the message is the fear of the Lord. Okay, I want to read uh, this. I told you about this dream I had that really impacted me about this black man who was from Africa. And he came to me in this dream and said the key to uh, miracles, signs, and wonders was uh, Psalm 2, which was kind of shocking and I knew in the dream this black man had a ministry in signs and wonders and miracles. I don't know who he was. Um, somebody was telling me about this black man from history from, who was a, he was a Catholic man who just had this amazing, it may have been him, I don't know. But So I read Psalm 2, which I, knew, I'm, I was very familiar with Psalm 2. Um, um, but the, verse 11, I wanted to read that. It says, serve the Lord with fear. And rejoice with trembling. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. That was, and so I think that's really a thing, you know, it's not, the fear of the Lord is not something that, that we talk about a whole bunch in, in the modern church. But if you look in the book of Acts, it, the fear of the Lord flows through the book of Acts. I mean, it flows through the book of Acts. And, and I believe it's important, you know, for the, for us to really begin to have a revelation about the fear of the Lord. And for us to really begin to, to flow in, in the fear of the Lord. Because it's, it's, it's just amazing when you really begin to look at I wanted to read some, uh, Proverbs 14, verse 26 and 27. Uh, and because this is the connection between uh, boldness or confidence. Uh, it says, in the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence. In the fear of the Lord, there's strong confidence. In other words, when we begin to get this, it's like that would be the fourth thing for us to really tap into being confident, bold people is a revelation of the fear of the Lord. Because it just clearly says, it goes on and says, 
and his children will have a, that's us, will have a place of refuge. His children, isn't it interesting that that's, you know, the fear of the Lord, and there's a refuge mentioned in the same, same verse. And then it says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Isn't that beautiful? To turn one away from the snares of death. To turn one away from the snares of death. So there's a lot that the fear of the Lord will do in your life and impact your life on a practical level. But I'm not talking about knowledge. I'm not talking about human knowledge. I'm not talking about even understanding biblically, just biblically. I'm talking about this has to be this revelation for us to really have this. Hey, you know, I wanted to just really emphasize that to you. And um, I don't know, somebody may have said this or somebody may have mentioned it to me, but uh, getting a little stamp and putting it on your Bible... Uh, and put it on there. It says, read with caution. Read with caution. And, and the reason being, if we don't approach the Bible from the perspective of needing God to reveal the Bible to us, then it can be a problem for us. Because the Bible does say knowledge puffs up. In other words, we can know things and think we, we're living those things. Right? We can know a lot of stuff and think we're actually living those things out. Um, which creates a problem for you because you're it's, that's what I that's deception if you know a bunch of stuff but you're not actually living it then you, there's something missing in your life that's why we should approach it with caution that's why I always when I read the Bible every time I'm going to read it I ask the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit help me Holy Spirit reveal to me this um, another thing I wanted to say this is all sort of side thing is uh, we were talking about this the other day uh, Marlon and I and Jacob People believe what they want to believe. I'm just going to tell you that now. We all have these beliefs that may actually not even be biblically based. And they may actually be wrong because we want to believe them. Okay? And so that's why we really need the Spirit of the Lord to cut into us when we begin to read the Word of God and God begins to expose things about what we believe that may not necessarily be the way it really is. And, and I'll tell you, it, it takes some humility on, the peop- on our part to really allow God to expose our wrong beliefs. Are y'all with me on this? And it's a good day when that happens, though. I'll tell you that. It's a great day when God begins to open your eyes and you begin to see things in a little bit of a different way than you've seen them before. Are y'all with me? I'm not asking if you're okay. I'm just asking if you're, okay, if you're with me. <laughs> All righty. I want to read this, uh, Isaiah 11, verse 1 through 3. This is amazing verses in the Bible. You should study these and think about these a lot. Uh, It says, Then shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. We know who that rod is, right? It's Jesus. Jesse was David's daddy, just in case you didn't know. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. Oh, man. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Isn't that really amazing? Because that's talking about the, the, the seven, what the Bible calls the seven spirits of God. If you read in the book of Revelation, there's, now listen, there's one Holy Spirit, There's not seven Holy Ghosts, right? There's one, but there's different manifestations. 
And these are like the fullness, I believe. And of course, there's all these other aspects of the Holy Spirit, like He's a comforter, He's a spirit of truth, you know, just many, many things. But here they kind of bring it together, like the fullness. And if you read the book of Revelation, it talks about the seven spirits of God. That term's used over and over and over in the book of Revelation. It, they're even seen, they're even revealed. A picture of us is given to us in words. And this, I believe, is what they were talking about. And so what you see, the Holy Spirit is the Lord. It says the Spirit of the Lord. He's the Lord. Okay? On earth, the Holy Spirit's the Lord. We always say Jesus is Lord, but the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. He's the Spirit of Christ. So He's the Lord on earth. Someone called Him the governor of the earth. He's the governor of God has entrusted Him and, and then these other are, are aspects, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. These are, are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the spirit of counsel and might and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And the way it's, it's written and the way, it's under, way I understand it is these two tend to operate in pairs. Wisdom comes and, and understanding follows. They work together. Are y'all following this? Okay, wisdom comes, counsel comes and might follows and then it says um the spirit of knowledge he's talking about revelation knowledge there he's not talking about no know, just knowing stuff with your our little brains our little brains are incapable it's the spirit of knowledge the spirit of revelatory knowledge and out of that spirit of revelatory knowledge that comes the, comes the revelation of, of the fear of the lord in other words are y'all following that yeah. in other words we'll never really fear the lord apart apart from having revelation of the Lord Himself. In other words, we need to really bear to see God for who God really is to really begin to fear the Lord. I've, this is sort of my, like I have these three other sayings, okay, for myself. And these are all the truth. One, the further I walk with God, the less I know God. Because God is bigger than I ever dreamed God was. And God is a whole lot bigger than I'm even dreaming He is now. We don't know what we don't know. We do not know how awesome and powerful God is. So the further I walk with Him, the less I know. But this is the, also the truth. This is the truth. The more, the, the more I do know God, the more awesome God is. The more, I, the more, the little I do of know of God, the more awesome He seems to me, more awesome and powerful He seems to me. And so that's really how this thing comes. So that the, the, little, the little I do know of God is because God has revealed Himself to me. And as He's revealed Himself to me, he's, there's also this accompaniment of, of, of the fear of the Lord. And that fear of the Lord there means, uh, actually literally means awe-inspiring terrible and awesome all inspiring terrible and awesome and so there's that aspect of the lord the other thing that really has nothing to do with this message has something to do with doing ministry dean was mentioning um, your call and your ministry this has really has has helped me and i've had to work through this over and over in my life is the more i do ministry the more i do ministry the less good i am at it in other words, the more I do ministry, the more I realize my need of the Lord. You know, you can do some things and get really good at them. You know, there's that tipping point thing they talk about where you, can, you do something a thousand times and, and you hit this tipping point and all of a sudden you're really good at it. You know, like you could shoot baskets and get really good at shooting. But that's really not the way it works with ministry. 
Or I don't believe it's the way God designed it. I believe the further we walk in, into serving God and ministering before the Lord, the more helpless we become. The more we realize our need of God to help us, to enable us. The day we get where we're the experts at it, I think that's the day we have come into real into bad news. Are y'all following that? And I mean, I mean, that's one thing that has ate me up. For a few years, it has ate me up literally because I had this dream in my mind that one day I would really get good at this. I thought, I'm going to really get good. It's going to be easy, and I'm just going to, it's going to be nice. I'm going to wake up on Sunday when I have to preach, and I'm going to really be happy because it's so easy. No, you, I wake up on Sunday thinking, Lord, I can't do this. I literally, I just can't do this. I need you, Lord. I desperately need you. I desperately need you. And whatever, whatever we do, that's the, the heart that God wants to cultivate in us. It's not a comfortable heart. It's not a comfortable place to be. It's, it's really not. It's uncomfortable. It's better to be an expert. It's better to be really good. And, 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 but that's a false confidence. That's a false confidence. That is not the kind of confidence God wants us to have. He wants us to have confidence in Him and His power and what He's doing and in His calling of your life and what He has said. And so when I feel all this weakness and all that, I keep going back over and over that this is what the Lord's asked me to do. This is what He's asked me to do. So I'm doing it out of that knowledge. Knowing that God made a terrible choice. You know, like, dude, God, you've messed up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You get to, sometimes I say that, Lord, Lord, I don't really get this. You can make some bad choices with some of the people you've chosen. Like you chose Paul. He was a bad dude. He wasn't, you know, he was like the ultimate religious guy. Putting people to, having people put to death, putting them in jail, or destroying families. And man, he turned out to be one of the most amazing people ever. Right? So God really loves to kind of choose the weak and foolish. Amen. And so we got to learn how we, to embrace that. It's hard to embrace being weak and foolish, but we need to learn how to embrace that because when we embrace that, we embrace the power of God. We, en we embrace the nature of God with the character of God. It would be better to have His nature and character than our nature and character, right? Anyways, that's kind of off the subject. Yes, that was a good off the subject. I, but man, this stuff can be so challenging. Um, anyways, that's... The Bible, let me read these statements. The more of God's presence that is revealed to you physically and spiritually. The more of God's presence that is revealed to you. I want to just settle the issue today. God does manifest himself in the physical natural realm. And he wants people to perceive that. The kingdom of God is all around you. Jesus said it's right here. It's also the kingdom of God in, in you. So I always believe you start inside connecting with God. And once you start connecting with Him in here, you can begin to connect with Him out here a lot better. That's my experience. And I believe that's the, you know, the experience of the Bible. That's what, why people love revivals and moves of God so much is because it's an outward thing. It's an outward connection that really does impact us. So it's easy it's really easy to connect with God when, the, when there's this manifested electricity in the air. You know? But it's not easy to connect with God when you're in a bad spot and there's no manifested electricity in the air. That's why you have to learn how to connect in here. You can always, because you're carrying the presence with you everywhere you go. 
And so you're not dependent on, you're not dependent on everybody else, man. We don't want to be dependent on everybody else, right? We want to depend on the Lord himself. Are y'all following that? Anyways, why was I saying that? Lord, help. Oh, the more that God's presence revealed to us physically and spiritually, the more awesome respect of his power and majesty we will have. That, now, that's the truth. The more awesome respect of his power and majesty we will have. And so the fear of God comes from a revelation of God, the revelation of knowing God and knowing who God is and what God is like. Amen? And then Jesus here said this. He, they said this about Jesus. Listen, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. That's verse 3. His delight is in. In other words, Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. And see, that's the thing that captures, captures me. What do we delight in? Are we delight in? See, that's something God wants to bring. We delight in the love of God. Absolutely, we should. But God, I believe, is going to bring this revelation of the fear of the Lord in the church like he's been bringing the revelation of the love of God for, for many years now. Where we'll delight in that also because we'll realize what it, it will do for us. Um, so let me read what Jesus said about the fear of God. This is crazy how Jesus did it. He could say some stuff, right? Luke 12, 5 through 7. He says, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Explanation point. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Less count, Lord, right? <laughs> Some people have more keep God busier than others. Maybe that's one reason the Lord loves me so much. It's like I don't have to count your hairs. I'm, you know, this is, you only got a few up there. We can just brush over you. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you that I don't have many hair on my head no more. Well, when I was young, you know, I had hair that was really nice. <laughs> it, it was long as Karen's. Yeah, I'm serious. I, and I loved that long hair. And see, somehow or another, it fell out. <laughs> yeah. Some people say, you know, your hair is either turning, what is it, going, going gray or letting loose or something like that. Well, mine let loose. It didn't turn, you know. The hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are more vague. So here's, did you catch that? Fear. Fear him. That's what you need to do. And then, and do not fear. And that, that's, Jesus's, that's Jesus' method of teaching. He tells you, in three verses, he tells you two opposite things. Fear him, but do not fear. So here's, let me explain that to you, because that's kind of important to get this. Do I fear the Lord? Of course not. I don't fear the Lord. The Lord's my daddy. I can go to God, my father, right now and crawl up in his lap. And I know that he will accept me right then and there. In fact, he can be in the middle. Of, there could be a nuclear war going on in the earth. And I can go up into the spiritual realm. And God is like, hey, hold on, everybody, angels, people are making decisions. Hold on. One of my sons are here. One of my children are here, and I want to love them. I want them to know that they're always welcome here. They're always welcome to be with me because I, I want to be with them. So, of course, I don't fear the Lord. But on the other hand, do I fear the Lord? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I really fear the Lord. 
I'm going to tell you why I personally fear the Lord. Because I've had an experience with the Lord where I saw something about the Lord that I knew was biblical, but I'd never experienced it personally. And it was the most frightening thing in my entire life. I fear the Lord because God is all-seeing and all-knowing. God knows everything. He knows everything about you. Every detail of you, every thought you've ever had. What's behind every one of your thoughts? I may have shared this one time with y'all. I don't remember, but it was one of the most frightening things that ever happened to me. And it was a simple thing. Is It happened in two parts. The first part was this. I said to the, I was thinking about a person that I had a sort of a parting of the ways with. And I said, oh, Lord, I feel so bad about that, us having this parting of the ways, because I really loved him. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, Byron, you did not really love him. You loved him for what he could do for you. You loved him. That's what he said to me. And when he said that, it was like the eyes of God peered down into my soul. And I felt completely naked. I felt completely stripped. And when he said that, I knew that was like the truth. And it wasn't like I was consciously aware of that truth. It wasn't like I was trying to hide that truth from anybody. In my mind, I really loved this person. And I did love him. But the Lord said, your real motive was you loved him because of what he did for you. This is what, let me read this Hebrews verse. Uh, And there's no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him whom we must give an account. That I experienced at that moment. Well, that was just the beginning. That was the first part of it. And that really shook me up really bad. That really, I mean, that just stunned me. It stunned me for one, re- for one thing is I didn't realize that was what my heart was, really. I thought my heart was great. I thought I really loved this person. And I do love him. I love him to this day. But God was telling me there's something else working in, in the background of your heart. And only God could see that. He, he revealed that to me. But, when, but it scared me because I realized I was naked at that moment. I was, I was exposed at that moment to God. And it, it just shook me to my, to my core. It kind of undid me for, for a bit. Well, I was in China after that, not long after that. And uh, there was this person there, this woman... Woo, Lord, have mercy. This woman, uh, I don't know how this woman is. Um, she, I would probably guess, if I had to tell you just by looking at her, she was, she was uh, probably in her late 60s. Pro- truthfully, she was probably in her 40s. You know, because the life that this woman, very, very poor person, very poor, poor human being that did not have, you know, care. Her teeth were terrible. You know, you could just look at her and she looked, knew that she had lived in, in really terrible poverty. But this girl was, this girl was amazing. And she, we were there preaching and she was one of the kind of people, everything you said, she immediately could get it. Instantly, she connected with it. I mean, she was like dialed in. And so she asked me to pray for her. And ask me, will you pray for me and ask the, ask the Lord if he has a word for me? Isn't that a great prayer request? It's, it's, I love that. I love people that want words from the Lord. And anybody tells you that that's a bad thing to do, slap them. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's a daggone good thing. 
I, I did. I was telling Marlon about this. I think it was Marlon. I was telling Marlon about this guy who was a prophet one time, and all people were always wanting words from him. And one time, this woman came to him and asked him he had a word. And he said, "Yes, lady, I have a word for you here." He tossed his Bible. Out. There's seven thousand something words in there. Read your Bible. <laughs> well, the point was this. It wasn't he, he was giving her the word. The word was, read your Bible. That's what God was telling the woman. Read the Bible. He wasn't just trying to be a smart aleck. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Because this guy was the kind of person that could uh, tell you the address of your mama's house. You know, literally, he could tell you the address of your mama's house. And, and many other things, just, just to get your attention, so you would know, like, oh, my gosh, this guy's either a spy or, you know, or he knows something. He knows, he knew some stuff. Anyway, so I told the woman, I said, listen, here's what I'll do for you, because I knew she could, was, had something pretty amazing. I said, this is what I'll do. I will pray and ask the Lord to give me a word if you will pray for me right now and give me a word. That's why I told her, that was a mistake. <laughs> I'm serious. She said, I'll be glad to give you a word. So she, she, she looked at me, and she gave me a word, okay? And, but here's the terrible thing at it. When she said that, and I looked at her, I did not see her looking at me. It wasn't her eyes looking at me. It was God's eyes looking at me. And it... I, I literally, it, I, I lost my breath. It really made me choke. And she gave me a word. And because what she, I don't know if she knew it or not, but she looked down into my soul. I, and I could tell it was like her eyes were probing my soul. That's the way it felt. These eyes are probing me. And you know what she said to me? Why are you carrying so much sorrow? Why are you carrying so much sorrow? Well, it wasn't the word. It was having somebody to be able to look into me. And everything inside of me was exposed. And that's really the Lord we serve. And until you ever have an experience like that, if you don't ever have an experience like that, you'll never, you won't get what I'm saying. But if you ever have that in your life, you'll understand what I'm telling you today. That God is awesome. And that God really is someone to be highly fearful of. Like what Jesus said. Do I fear him? Oh, he's my daddy. I don't fear him. Do I fear him? On the other hand, yes, I fear God greatly. And God really wants to release that anointing of fear into us. Where we really, we are, we highly consider God to be very awesome and very, very powerful. Y'all following this? I'm just telling you something that's important. Let me read this one. Isaiah 33, verse 6. It says, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. Wisdom and revelation will be the stability. Now, if you want to have a stable life, if you want to be able to live in the earth that we're living in, it's telling us a secret. Wisdom, get wisdom from the Lord. How do you get wisdom? What does the Bible say? Ask. That's all you got. You don't have to be real smart to have wisdom. You could be, you could be dumb as a rock and be the most wise person in the earth. Because all you got to do is ask for wisdom and God will impart wisdom to you. That's what, the Bible, that's what it says in James. You have not because you ask not. If a man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. And God who is, is generous, God who doesn't judge and hold one person above the other will give you wisdom. That's how we get wisdom is by asking. 
and knowledge, revelation. I think that's the, the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation that Paul prayed for the Ephesian churches to have. It's, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Release it to me, Lord. I need it because that's going to cause me to be able to live. It's the stability of my times. It's the thing that's going to help me to stand you know, in the world that's so shook. And that's going to continue to get shook. In one way or the other, it's going to be shook. And so wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is His treasure. The fear of the Lord, God looks at it as a treasure that He wants to share with people. It's the fear of the Lord. Y'all just sitting here looking at me. <laughs> badly looking at me too, like badly. You're badly looking at me. <laughs> now, I don't believe that. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you, Lord. The Lord's good, isn't he? The Lord's offering us with uh, the fear of the Lord. So, see, I believe this, this dream I had is, was the offer from the Lord. Is the offer, Lord, f- to start having confidence. It's released, get this uh, confidence like they had in the book of Acts. And get this fear of the Lord that like flowed all through the book of Acts. If you want to walk in the miraculous, and I'm talking about consistently walking. I'm talking about living a supernatural lifestyle. That's what the Lord was telling me in that dream. This is what I have for people. I want them to walk in this. I want them to have this. And, you know, you think, oh, well, that's going to come because somebody's going to lay hands on me. And that could happen. But it's going to come through confidence in the fear of the Lord operating in our midst. Let me read a few other. I'm, not, I'm just going to throw these. I'm going to tell you the reference. I'm not going to. What some more benefits of the fear of the Lord. It's Psalm 103 verse. I don't have these because I didn't want to overwhelm them verses. Because they do great back there. But they don't want 900 verses to have to put up there. Denise says it's all right. But she doesn't do it every week. It's the other person. <laughs> just kidding. God remembers forever those who fear him. God, that's Psalm 103 verse. And God remembers forever those who fear him. Uh, Psalm 112 verse 1 says he lavishes blessings on those who fear him. Psalm 103 verse 11 says he gives mercy to those who fear him. Uh, Psalm 111 verse 5 says he gives provision to those who fear him. Uh, Isaiah 66 verse 2 says he dwells with those who tremble at his word. He dwells with those who trembles at his word. Um, Hebrews 12 uh, verse 10 and 11 says, he, His fear enables us to become partakers of His holiness and produces in our lives the fruits of righteousness. Get that? It produces, not, we don't produce it. The fear of the Lord will cause the fruit that you're, somebody said it, Gene said it earlier, we're already righteous. We're ahead of that. But there's a fruit of righteousness that the fear of the Lord will cause to come forth in people. And our job is not to produce it. Our job is to bear it. Isn't that cool? We don't have to produce this stuff. We just bear it. We allow it to come forth and then we just carry it around with us. The fear of the Lord will cause the fruit of righteousness to come forth. I think that's really cool. Hebrews 12 verse 28 and 29 says, The fear of the Lord releases, listen, this is powerful, grace to serve a God who is a consuming fire. That's powerful. It releases grace 
to be able to serve this God who's a consuming fire. There's that consuming fire aspect of the Lord. In fact, if you read in Daniel 7, I think it's Daniel 7, there's a river of fire that flows from the throne, a river of fire. And there's a God who sits on it that looks like fire. There's that aspect of the Lord. I just tell you, oh, this is really good. Everybody needs this. In Proverbs 16, verse 6 says, The fear of the Lord empowers obedience. Think about it. The fear of the Lord empowers obedience. In other words, this fear puts in you this desire, this willfulness to obey the Lord. The fear of the Lord will do it for you. You don't have to worry about it. When you start walking in the fear, it's like, oh, if we'll just obey the Lord, blah, blah. No. We need the fear of the Lord to, to obey Him. We really do. We need this fear operating in our life to really obey the Lord fully in all things. Okay, and the last one was, this is cool. You will love this one. Some of you will. The Lord tells his secrets. This is Psalm 25, verse 14. The Lord tells his secrets to those who fear him. You want to know some secrets from the Lord? That's how you get into the secret realm of God, where God begins to, to reveal himself. Amen? Amen? So that's all I wanted to say about that this morning. Um, what I wanted to do is pray for you. That you would have a frightening experience with the Lord. <laughs> the problem with these frightening experiences with the Lord is this. You don't get over them real quick. It takes you a while. But they're doorways. That's what I've discovered. They're doorways into the spiritual realm. There's doorways into what God has for you. It's, and that's really kind of that thing with his eyes really has, has really been a doorway for me. But I haven't really been able to go through that door yet. Okay, but it's interesting when I started thinking about this. Guess who, guess who contacted me this week for the first time in a long time on this little app called, not WhatsApp, what's the other one? WeChat. No, there's two, two of these things. I get this text from this person. Actually, it's a voice message from China. Pastor Byron, I hope you remember me. It was the, the eyeball girl. When are you coming back to China? <laughs> we need you to come. <laughs> Let me know when you're coming. I'm thinking, oh, hey, Lord. <laughs> this brings back some bad feelings. <laughs> this is these undoing feelings I'm thinking right now <laughs> with this woman. So I know the Lord really was speaking, speaking this to us. And I really want to just pray the Lord, the spirit of the revelation of the Lord that leads to the fear of the Lord in your life. That God will begin to release that in your life. And you begin to have these encounters with the Lord where you'll see what I'm talking about. And you'll have this experience of the fear of the Lord. And it'll be something that God wants to cultivate and grow in your life. Where you start walking in the fear of the Lord. Because I believe the church is going to be a, in a church that flows in the fear of the Lord, it flows in confidence, just like the book of Acts church. It's going to flow in those things, and we're going to be a miraculous church. I'm 100% I'm I'm, I'm committed to that. I am totally committed to that. And I, I believe we have to be, as a people, totally committed to the supernatural. I mean, 100%, all the way in, that no sickness, no, no bad stuff, no disease is really acceptable. It becomes an unacceptable thought to us where we realize, God, we need something beyond what we have. We need to flow in something. And, and 
tonight. So I just believe God wants to release confidence, boldness, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord to us. So I'm going to pray that. Holy Spirit, we just, we're asking you this morning. And we're thanking you this morning um, for the Holy Spirit. I mean, Lord, thank you. Thank you that we're not up here talking about stuff that we're going to do. We're talking about something that you want to do. And us responding to you, Lord. That's what we're talking about, Lord. We're not talking about us being better Christians. Being, being more devoted and, and, and all that stuff, Lord. We don't, that's not where we start, Lord. We start with you. We come to you and humble ourselves this morning. And we acknowledge to you, Lord, that we're not flowing in miracles. We're not like the book of the Church of Acts. But we believe you've called us to be those people. We believe that, Lord. We believe this world is dying. Lord, we believe this world is dying every day. But we believe you want to release life into this world, Lord. Your life. Your supernatural, beautiful life. And so, Lord, we're asking you today, Lord, I'm asking you to release to us. Release to us, Lord, that spirit of boldness. Fill us with the Spirit, Lord. Fill us with the Spirit, Lord. And release that boldness, Lord. That confidence, Lord. Release the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Reveal yourself to us, Lord. I just pray for people in this room. You would reveal yourself to them in different ways. God reveals himself to different ways and to different people. Your, your revelation may not have anything to do with God looking down into your soul. That was what he did to me. That's what he did to me. That's what he's doing to me. Yours may be something completely different. Just allow him. When he does that, go with what he does. Just flow with him. Like when he said that about that person, I immediately said, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm really wrong, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong in my heart. Fix my heart. Fix the parts of my heart I don't even know are wrong, Lord. So just come, Lord. Let's just wait a minute and let the Lord work in people's lives. Thank you, Lord. Don't let your brain mess you up right now don't let your brain mess you up because it's, because this is really is something that seems almost impossible to grasp with our mind just thank you Lord for your spirit Lord thank you for the spirit of truth Lord Thank you for the joy of the Lord. Lord, thank you that you're releasing a hunger. And I feel like the Lord's going to is releasing a hunger for people to read the Bible, to read the Word, a desire for the Word of God. If that's you, if you struggle with that, you know, I just want to pray that the Lord will give you that. You know, because, it, like I say, it's not easy. It's not easy having a life in the Word. You can't do that without Jesus. And I, I really feel in my heart that I don't want to have a life in the Word that's some like devotion. I'm, devo I'm going to do this out of discipline and all that. And I, I see there's a place for discipline. Don't get me wrong. There's a place for all that. But I want something beyond that. I want this hunger in me to, to, to grab a hold of the scriptures 
because it's the God who loves me and cares about me and wants to reveal himself to me in those, in those pages of the Bible. I think it's just so key for us. You know, Jesus told some people one time, there were Sadducees who were questioning him about marriage in heaven. And his final word to him, he said, you're just in great error. You're in great error because of two things. One, you don't know the scriptures. And two, you don't know the power of God. You're in great error. And so I believe that's one of the issues that will cause us to go into error in our life. Is one, we don't know the scriptures. And two, we don't know the power of God. We need both. It's not one or the other. It's both. And I just believe that God wants to release that to you today. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to release a hunger in this room for the written Word of God. That we would be hungry to read your Word. It wouldn't be like a labor to us. It would be a joy to us. And Lord, when we don't understand it, we can say, what does this mean, Lord? Reveal this to me, and you would do it, Lord. I ask you to do that in people's hearts today. That we really would approach your Word with caution. Allowing that word, like Joe said earlier, allowing it to be a sword to us, to pierce us, to reveal things to us about ourselves and about what's going on around us. Lord, we ask you to release that. Release the fear of the Lord to us, Lord. We ask you, we're asking you today to give us that as a gift from heaven, that we would fear you in a righteous, honorable way, Lord thankful for that Lord Lord I just pray for revelation the spirit of revelation spirit of wisdom and revelation people in this room begin to get revelation about things begin to see things hear things connect with things spiritually thank you Lord you know, the last thing I wanted us to do is get Reuben and Sylvia up here um, and pray for them as a church. Uh, for y'all don't know, Ruben and Sylvia are pastors in Argentina, and they pastor uh, Jim's church down there, His Heart Missions. Uh, the church is called R3 Church. So they've been here visiting and relaxing and, you know, just hanging out. But we want to pray for them. They're going home tomorrow, so... I like for people who have a, they speak Spanish, so, you know, you got to pray through an interpreter. But anybody who would like to come up and lay hands on them and, and really be a blessing to them. You know, they've really shown a lot of hospitality to us when we go down there to South America and have really blessed us and been kind to us. And, And I just feel like, you know, they have amazing calls on their life. Anybody else that just wants to come in here and lay hands and bless them? You know, I believe you'll get a blessing by blessing them. That's what I really believe. Hey, and if you happen to have any cash on you, you'd like to give them. You know, there's this thing called a Pentecostal handshake. Y'all know what that is? One time I went to this Pentecostal church and I preached and at the end the pastor said now we're going to give him a Pentecostal handshake. I thought what the heck is that? And what it was is people came up with money in their hand and put their hand in my hand and shook my hand. It was cool man. That's how they 
blessed speakers. So if anybody has any money, uh, cash, that you'd like to give them so they can they'll convert it to just be a blessing to them. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, we just pray for Reuben and Sylvia today. Holy Spirit, do what you do. And we just want to we want to put a blessing on them, Lord. And we want every curse, every lie, every demon that has tried to get to them to go to hell today. That's what we want, Lord. So we declare that over them. And we declare the love of God, the Father, and the grace of Jesus Christ and the sweet, sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We release it to them right now, Lord. Do what only you can do, Jesus. Do, do what only you can do. Lord, just release fresh vision and revelation to them. Thank you, Father. Father, I just ask you that you fulfill the desires that are in their hearts right now, Father. Father, they're hungry for signs, miracles, and wonders to break out of their church, Father. They're hungry to see your presence flow into people's lives, Lord. Father, I just ask you that you bless them with your presence. The fathers, they go forth. They will go forth with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Father, you know the head with oil right now. The anointing that breaks every yoke, Lord God. And Father, I pray, Lord God, that as they go forth even in blessing people's marriages and counseling. I pray, Father, you just give them wisdom from heaven. A great impartation from heaven, Father. And I pray, Lord, as, his, as Paul prayed in Ephesians. May the eyes of the heart be open, Lord. May the eyes of the heart be open, Lord. So just touch them, Holy Spirit, right now. Let your power come down right now and just touch them right now. And just release that into them, Lord God. Release that into them, Lord God. With power, Lord God. With power, Lord God. With power, Lord God. With power, Lord God. Let it go deep in their hearts, Lord. Just release that right now, Holy Spirit. In more of an abundance, Lord. Mas fuegos, Lord. Mas fuegos, Lord. Mas fuegos, Lord. More fire, Lord. More fire, Lord. More fire, Lord. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, Lord. Fire. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Fuego y fuegos. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen, Lord. 
And we send them out in your power, Father. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. And Amen. All right. Shikaboomabam.